السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ لاسٹ لیسن وی اسپوک اباؤٹ دی دعا اف سیدنا ابراہیم علی نبینا علیہ الصلاۃ والسلام the dua that he begins with rabbana taqabbal minna innaka antas samiul alim wa tub alayna innaka antat tawwabur rahim and this dua was mentioned by sayyidina ibrahim ala nabiyyina wa alayhi salatu wassalam upon the completion of the rebuilding of the Kaaba immediately after this supplication sayyiduna ibrahim ala nabiyyina wa alayhi salatu wassalam follows that up with some more ad'iyya some more du'as and the next du'a that he mentions also begin with the statement rabbana where he says rabbana waj'alna muslimayn lak wa min dhurriyyatina ummatan muslimatan lak وَأَرِنَا مَنَاسِكَنَا وَتُبْ عَلَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَّابُ الرَّحِيمُ So Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam says رَبَّنَا وَجَعَلْنَا مُسْلِمَيْنِ لَكَ وَمِن ذُرِّيَّتِنَا أُمَّةً مُسْلِمَةً لَكَ O our Lord, make us both Muslim. Make us both Muslims and our descendants a muslim community that is submitted to you show us our pilgrimage rites and turn towards us you are the ever returning the most merciful so the second rabbana The second du'a that Ibrahim commenced with the word Rabbana after the first he asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for something that's specific to him and according to one opinion Ismail Ibn Abbas used to recite this verse Muslimina, not in the dual but in the plural, instead of Muslimaini, Muslimina. But the understanding is that most Mufassirs say that it's Muslimaini and that Ibrahim is saying to Allah, Oh Allah, make me and Ismail Muslims. What does that mean, Muslimaini lak? And under the tafsir of this verse, there are many opinions by what is meant. But a general understanding is one who 
who, O Allah, make us both of those who have submitted completely to you. That this understanding of the concept of a deity and one who is submitted to the deity, where whatever we do, whenever we do it, we are conscious of the fact that, Ya Allah, you are the supreme entity that is worthy of worship. And everything that we now do, everything that we enact, everything that we put to practice, everything is about you, Ya Rabbi. So this is the, 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 what Ibrahim والسلام, asks from Allah. That make us completely submitted to you. There is one subtlety that should be understood here. And that is, and I didn't mention it under the first discussion on Tuesday. Is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning Ibrahim والسلام, supplicating upon the completion of the rebuilding of the Kaaba, which is Islamically an accomplishment. And here we understand that in Islam there are occasions where dua is permissible at any time. One should become habitual of asking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But there are certain occasions where the dua is then more likely to be accepted. And this is understood amongst the theologians. So for example, you have days in the week and certain times within those days. So uh, on a daily basis, we have the time of the final third of the night where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself mentions in Hadith Qudsi that is there anyone to ask of me so I can grant them whatever they are asking of me. Then you have particular days so you have a time in every single day which is the last third of the the night before fajr then you have fridays and specifically on friday that sa'a that hour that moment that time before maghrib salah and many commentators of hadith mention that this is the sa'a that's being referred to is the period before maghrib after Asr Salah, so dua is accepted then. You have certain periods in the year, Ramadan, we have upon us the month of Dhul Hijjah, and so certain days within that, the day of Arafat, duas are accepted. Also, occasions. So any time we fulfill, there is an accomplishment of ours Islamically. We finish the recitation of the Holy Quran, then dua, inshallah, is accepted. If you um, come across or come to uh, and we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open up the Haramain Sharifain as quickly as possible but when you set eyes on the Kaaba that on that occasion Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts du'as made by the servant so here upon this accomplishment of Ibrahim والسلام, an Islamic accomplishment the duty that he and this is key a duty to Allah that is completed and that is why in a hadith it's mentioned Asra'u du'a'i ijabatan the most ready, the most quickly or quickly accepted dua is the dua that's made to Allah after prayer. And generally the ulama understand this as 
after the prayer, after your duty is completed, when you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah accepts that dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you make to Him. So Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam demonstrates this, that this commandment of rebuilding the Kaaba, a worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He completes it, this is an occasion to make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts. Then we discussed that crucial first dua, not to rely just on the worship, but to be humble to Allah, that plead to Allah to accept that word, that ibadah of yours. Now, he makes specific du'as. Ibrahim asks Allah to make himself and make his son subservient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he follows that up, that Ya Allah, not only us, and of our descendants, make them a submitted community that is completely subservient to you. And this highlights, Ibrahim highlights that on these occasions, when you're making dua, special occasions, what is important to ask for? The first thing Ibrahim والسلام, asks is that Allah make me steadfast on my deen. Make me subservient to you. Make me be complete in my submission to you. And then he asks the same for his son. And then he asks the same for the generation to come, the progeny of Ibrahim and Ismail and والسلام. So this magnanimous occasion, this very important occasion where inshallah dua is accepted, what does Khalil Ibrahim teach us? He teaches us what is important to ask for. And this is something that we really have to um, think about. That when I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what should I be asking for? And yes, without a doubt, you, you can ask for anything. But what's important to ask of? What is worthy of asking for? Allah is capable of granting us any wish that we make. But what is something that we should really show a desire for to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That when we raise our hands, when we make this plea to Allah, what are we showing Allah that I really, truly want? This is a key question, a very important question for a mu'min, for a believer. That I am allowed to ask Allah whenever I want, whatever I want. But what should I be demonstrating to Allah in terms of what I truly want? What would I want Allah to see from me? as a real desire inside my heart from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Ibrahim shows us that Allah make me absolutely, completely subservient to you. Make my son. We have completed this deed. Allah accept this deed from us and now grant us firmness on our duties to you. And we have to, uh, I don't mean to be pessimistic, but think, um, you know, does our dua revolve around want of material or does it revolve around protection of our deen? What, what is it? And this is a personal question, so I'm not asking this for answers. 
but I'm asking this in terms of reflection, that when I raise my hand, what do I truly, truly desire from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And it's from the du'as of the Anbiya, alayhimu salatu wasalam, the du'as of the Qur'an, where we learn what is important to ask for. What is it that we should be craving from Allah? What is it that we should be desiring when we plead from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Is it great wealth? Is that what we should be pleading to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us and give us and to shower us with? Or is it, as Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam displays in his dua, that are pleading to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and are begging foremost and at the forefront should be that we are true servants, we are true abds or ibad of Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. People that desire to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what greater display of abdiyat is there that then when we plead for something we say to Allah, Allah make me an abd that is pleasing to you. We are telling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there's nothing more that I that I want than to be of that behavior and of that ilk and of that nature that you are pleased by me. I, mean, I want to be as you want me to be or you want your servants to be. That's the first lesson that we learn. And the second lesson that we learn where he makes the dua that after the immediate people involved, himself and Ismail alayhi salatu salam, he makes dua for their progenies. And again, it highlights the importance of where as responsible parents, our priorities, what should we be concerned for in terms of our children? What should be, what should be of importance in terms of our children's lives? What should be our focus? And this is a, this is a very, um, it's very easy to speak about this, um, but it's very difficult to implement this in terms of making the deen of our children and our progeny a priority over everything else. It's very difficult. We live in Darul Asbab. We live in the world where things happen through cause and effect. We, we understand generally the systems and the nizams that Allah has in place that if you do this then this will happen and, and these are set in our minds so if you have a good degree you will have a decent job and you will have a good prosperous life these are systems that we have embedded in ourselves and so generally our focus on our children is based on those patterns that we have embedded in our own psychology that we say to ourselves and we say to our children that if you don't study this, X won't happen, this won't happen. If you study, X, Y, Z will take place. And that becomes, an, uh, once again, people need to understand where I come I'm not saying, uh, I'm not dismissing the focus on children and you know ensuring that they study. I'm, uh, that's not what this is about. 
But what Ibrahim teaches us in this dua is our primary focus in terms of those that we are responsible for should be their relationship to Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal, their commitment to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, their focus above everything else should be my akhirah, what is going to happen there. And so when Ibrahim makes the dua to Allah, he says, وَأُمَّةً مُسْلِمَةً لَكَ that, oh Allah, from my progeny or from our progenies, from both him and Ismail and from our progenies and our descendants, we beg of you, Allah, to make a Muslim community that is submitted to you. This should be, Ibrahim this is not just words and du'as. There is a lot of lesson that is being left behind in the choice of words and what dua is made. That when we desire from Allah from our children or for our children, our desire should be number one, their relationship with Allah becoming stronger and becoming correct and becoming in a manner that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn Ata'illah al-Iskandari rahimahullah, uh, he has a statement. It's not a hadith, it's his own uh, sort of words of wisdom. And in Arabic, the English translates as He who has Allah But has nothing else In actual fact, has everything And he or she Who has the entirety of the world But fails to achieve and attain Allah Then in reality, that person has nothing They have attained nothing so the priority, the du'a that Ibrahim and Ismail and Nabina Wari Salatu Wasalam they teach us, subhanAllah, is that our focus on our responsibility, our children, those that we are responsible for, our primary focus should be their relationship to Allah, their akhirah, their avoiding displeasing Allah, and their focusing on pleasing Allah Rabbul Izzati wa Jalal. That's why Ibrahim Ali Salatu Wasalam says, وَمِن ذُرِّيَّتِنَا it also teaches us that this very important lesson, thirdly, that in our du'as, do not forget those others that have a right upon us. And there is no more, there is no closer relationship than parent and child. And so this lesson that when you make du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't be making dua for one's own self only and forgetting others. And we went over in Ramadan just how beneficial this is that the Prophet wasallam he mentions that when a person makes dua for someone who is absent, an absent brother or sister, then the angels respond to that dua by saying that walaka, that may Allah grant you the same that you have asked for. Ibrahim teaches us the importance of making dua for those that we are responsible for. Ibrahim he then makes the dua that, O oh our Lord, show us our rights of worship in respect to the Hajj. Because he was making the house of Allah, the, the Ka'batullah, uh, rebuilding it and putting it back on its original foundations, he then says to Allah that the house is there, the ritual, the, the hajj will be performed, but Ya Allah, you need to now show us the rituals, 
deen is from Allah and from nobody else. Even the Anbiya, they propagated the religion and the worship of the religion based on what Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal wanted. And he concludes this second dua again, وَتُبَ alayna. That, O oh Allah, you are turned towards us, إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَّابُ rahim because you are the ever-returning, the most merciful. Once again, asking for direction from Allah, asking for Allah to uh, forgive us, to do tawbah and to return to us, even though we have abandoned uh, Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal. To have Allah on our side is of the most important, uh, utmost important things that we can desire from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So wa tubarina inna ka anta tawabur rahim. Then the third du'a of Rabbana, that Rabbana wajalla wabathfihim rasulam min anfusihim. What this du'a is, inshaAllah, uh, we will continue with that in our next session. And the lessons that we learn from it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant me the understanding, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all of you the understanding, give us the tawfiq to make dua in a manner that is beneficial to us and that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah grant us all the tawfiq. Wa akhiru dawan, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi, subhanakullahum wa bihamdik. Wa nashadu wa la ilaha illa ant, nastaghfiruhu wa natubu ilayhi. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>